Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. Burger Yippee, would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won! Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your High Five moment today? Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. What's up? This is Michael Rappaport, and you are now listening to the 550th I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. 550 episodes of Big Body Podcasting. Yo, you know, you know the script, okay? You know the protocol. You know exactly what it is. Miles Jordan. Let me get something real nice, something real proper, but most importantly, something real funky. Let's go. All right. My name is Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Gringo Mandingo, a.k.a. the Great Disruptor, a.k.a. Mr. New York, a.k.a. Mr. 212. And as I said before, this is the 550th I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. What a privilege. What a privilege. What a pleasure to be rocking 550 times. Listen, I never would have thought that we'd be doing this shit. 550 times. The first episode of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Pod. Matter of fact, Miles Jordan, pull a little clip from episode number one. Just a, just a quick little gem from episode number one. Play that really quick. I don't care what it is. Uh, this is a highly, highly produced, well-organized, finely tuned machine. So when I ask Miles and Jordan... Miles Davis and Jordan Winter, the uh, producers of the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast, to play a little clip. Uh, they go into the archives 
and they play one. Play, play a little clip. I'm just happy to be here. I'm excited to be here. And I hope you're enjoying this first introductory I Am Rappaport podcast. I'll be back with great guests, fun times, talking hip-hop. We're talking bebop, talking basketball, football, politics, cinema. We're discussing Raging Bull. Raging Bull, the movie Raging Bull, will probably come up every week during this podcast. I will probably do a line from Raging Bull. Matter of fact, I will start with my first Raging Bull line, my first Raging Bull quote, or it might morph into De Niro line of the week or the Al Pacino line of the week, sponsored by, that'll be fucking sick. Babe, I want to find a sponsor for the Al Pacino or Robert De Niro line of the week. Is brought to you by 1-800-da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, I'm looking for sponsors. Who wants to sponsor my... Robert De Niro, line of the week, where I do, or a guest does, their favorite line from a Robert De Niro film, and then we discuss that line and the film. Who wants to be that sponsor? So my first favorite line from Robert De Niro is from Raging Bull, and it is, judges didn't know, who knows what happened with them, people knew, and you thought I was messing around. You know when I mess around? I get that championship belt. Yeah, so what? The girl goes, yeah, so what? I love that line. Judges didn't know. The people knew. The judges didn't know. The people knew. If that's not a fucking metaphor for life, in Raging Bull, the first eight minutes of the movie, the judges didn't know. The pe- You know what that means? That means fuck authority. That means fuck People that think they know everything. That means fuck fucking critics. That means fuck your fear. Fuck your fuck that little inner voice in you and go for it. The judges didn't know. The people knew. And you thought I was out there messing around. Okay? Great, great advice from Jake LaMotta, played by Robert De Niro, in my favorite all-time movie, Raging Bull. The judges didn't know. The people knew. And you thought I was out there messing around. Fooling around. Fooling around. The purists are going to be like, you don't know the movie. I'm going off the cuff here. And you thought I was out there fooling around. And his wife, played by Teresa Saldana, still don't know his wife's name in that movie. You've seen it at least 100 times. She goes, yeah, so what? I'll fool around and get that championship belt. That's when I fool around. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the first Robert De Niro line of the week. That was done by me. If you couldn't tell, I morphed into Robert De Niro there, I know. My impression is impeccable, but that was actually me. I know you thought I was playing a clip from the actual movie, but that was me. And that was the Robert De Niro line of the week. You see? You see? The goal was the goal. The goal has been stuck to from day one. Okay? And we've added on the goal. We've ebbed. We flowed. But the goal was the goal. And here we are today. 550 episodes of fire. If you've never listened to the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast, and I know there are new listeners, there are new listeners every single week, every single episode. Um, this is a non-fact-checking entity. Okay, That means we talk shit and let the chips fall where they may. It's like walking on a tightrope. Um, so much to talk about. Uh, we're going to get into all of it. 
Uh, first, I know it was just one win, and I, I, I know that uh, in the big picture, in the big scheme of things, it was... It doesn't mean shit. The, the Knicks season is uh, an obliteration. Or is it an abomination? I think it's an abomination and an obliteration. See? They're right there. No fact-checking. I'm not looking up a dictionary. I'm not asking the producers of the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, Miles and Jordan, to, to fix the way I speak. I have a problem speaking. Okay? I have a, a loose grasp at best on the English language. But the Knicks season has been a, it's been a mess. It's been hard, a hard pill to swallow. But a couple of days ago, LeBron James strolled on in with his Los Angeles Lakers to the world's most famous arena, the only arena in the NBA with all of its history intact. They fucking knocked down the Boston Garden. The fabulous forum is where the Lakers did a lot of their work. Uh, it's where Shaq and Kobe won titles. Then, of course, they went to Staples Center. Uh, um, Chicago Stadium, no more. The world's most famous arena in New York City is still Madison Square Garden. The greatest city on earth. No disrespect to Chicago. No disrespect to San Francisco. No disrespect to uh, Rome, Italy, Paris, France. Uh, all these places. There's great cities all over the world. But New York City is the greatest city on the planet. Collectively, if you put everything together, Boston, let me, let me, let me tell you something about, something about Boston. Um, that place could fit in Queens, okay? You, you, you could probably fit, I don't do geometry. I, I, I'm not a, an environmental person. I don't do geography. Uh, but you could probably put three Bostons in Queens, just in Queens alone. We shit on Boston. It's a cute city. It's a great city. There's there's a lot of good people out there. They're Boston strong. I love it all. You can't fucking touch New York City, the five boroughs. Yes, there's flaws in New York. Yes, there are still rats in New York. I'm not proud of that. You got to take the good with the bad. But LeBron and his fucking Lakers and all the bullshit they've been doing all season long, they came into the garden and thought shit was sweet, okay? And they fucking lost to the Knicks, okay? And some people say, oh, it's just a win. What have they won lately? We, we beat them lately. That's the latest thing the Knicks have done is beat the fucking Los Angeles Lakers, LeBron James wanted to go solo on that ass at the end of the game. He did not want to get fouled. Yes, he did not want to get fouled and be on the line in the world's most famous arena. LeBron loves basketball. He is a savant. He's a fucking human Google machine of basketball in the history of the NBA. He knew that if he was on the free throw line and he got fouled by Hez Jonah, whatever the fuck his name is, Hez, Hez, whatever the fuck, Mario, down by one point on a Sunday and he missed those free throws, he knew that I and the rest of the LeBron motherfucking haters would be all over his ass. 
He shouldn't have got his shot blocked. Normal situations, he wouldn't have got his shot blocked, but he did. So when you fucking guys, my man Aaron out there in Chicago, all the other 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 listeners of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, the Philly guys, the LA guys, the Florida guys, all my Dallas people that are listening, Houston guys, okay? Wherever the fuck you guys are, you say, what? Have the New York Knicks done lately? Well, as of this 550th I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast, we stuffed LeBron James to send him home on a fucking Sunday. You came in there with the Cavaliers, with your fucking boy, Tristan Thompson, remember that? A year or two ago when you were doing fucking the bottle flip challenge on the same court that Willis Reed came out of the tunnel to play to beat your Los Angeles Lakers when you were with the fucking Cavs. The same arena, the same roof that Ali fought Frazier underneath. You're doing bottle flip challenges during a fucking game. Kiss my fucking ass. How dare you? The same roof that Andre the Giant, the late great Andre the Giant, Fought Hulk Hogan during WrestleMania. You're out there doing bottle flip challenges. Get the fuck out of here. You didn't want to get fouled. You didn't go up strong. You got your shit punched. Not once, but two fucking times in one play. You got your shot blocked twice in one play. You didn't want to go to the free throw line. You know the fucking history. We sent you home. That's what the fucking Knicks have done for me and for New York Knicks fans lately, you fucks you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. We're tanking. It feels so good to tank and tank lovely, tank so proper. Okay? And we're doing it. And hopefully, we'll get Kevin fucking Durant and Kyrie Irving and big boy Zion Williamson. And we could go back to basketball being glorious in New York City, all led by David fucking Fisdale. Okay? And when we win that fucking championship, and I have a feeling when we win that championship, it's going to be in dramatic fashion. When they hand that Larry O'Brien trophy over to James Dolan, Dick Stain, James Dolan, he will be booed. He will be fucking booed. The owner of the Knicks will be booed. And maybe, just maybe then, he will finally realize that he needs to sell the team and never show his fucking face back in the five boroughs. This guy doesn't walk the streets. Everybody walks the streets in New York. Big stars walk the streets in New York. That's the way to move around, to get around in New York. You see big, big fucking stars walking around Manhattan, walking around Harlem. Probably a lot of them walk around Brooklyn now. This is a city that people are all together. Leonardo DiCaprio rides city bikes throughout Manhattan. The biggest movie star in the world, the biggest, the greatest stick man of all time, Leonardo DiCaprio. That's right. You could see him on a fucking city bike. And you, James Dolan, you can't walk the streets with the people that pay to come see your fucking teams. Fuck you. 
Fuck you, sell the team, asshole. Sell the fucking team, asshole. Hashtag sell the team, asshole. I am Rappaport Podcast. <laughs> Speaking of the great coxman, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, the poster for the Quentin Tarantino film, the ninth film from Quentin Tarantino. Uh, was put out the other day. Uh, the film uh, is called uh, what the fuck is it called? Uh, what the fu- it's uh, Once Upon a Time in Los Angeles, um, which I go to see sight unseen. Um, I go to see uh, Quentin Tarantino films and Marty Scorsese films sight unseen. There's been articles. There's been. Some write-ups about uh, both the films. I don't need articles or write-ups. Me. Now, I I know that uh, some people need that. They want to know. I go sight unseen. Both those guys. Um, The poster has two of the great stickmen. Well, Brad Pitt is not a great coxman. Uh, He's a sex symbol. He's not considered a great coxman. Uh, But the first poster for Once Upon a Time in Los Angeles, which takes place, I believe, in 1969 or 1973. Again, I don't fact check. I, I, I want to go in there day one uh, to the best movie theater that I could find as early as possible when the least amount of people are there and watch the film in peace. I don't want you ruffling your M&M wrappers. I don't want to hear you slurping on your fucking Coke, chewing on your popcorn. None of it. You make me sick with your fucking... You fucking, you dog, pig, chewer, you. You make me fucking sick. Uh, well, yeah. So, so the poster came out for Once Upon a Time in Los Angeles, and, and it, fired up, it fired up the people again uh, about the lack of diversity in Quentin Tarantino's film. As if this fucking guy thinks, oh, I'm going to make a movie and I need to put a certain amount of uh, uh, black people and Asian people and Spanish people in my... This is a painter. This is an artist. You think that Quentin Tarantino is making movies to appease Twitter and to appease some sort of pro quo? This, this is this is a painting. That's like telling Van Gogh, "Oh, there's not enough yellow in your painting." Okay, he doesn't give a fuck, nor should he. Well, when he made Django Unchained, people complained about the content of it. When he made Jackie Brown, you complained about Samuel Jackson uh, saying the N word too much. Who gives a fuck what you think about your, your pro quo and the racial makeup of the film? This, this is an artist. This isn't some bullshit sitcom where you, you got to have uh, at least one black friend and, and one, um, one Asian uh, a person. And that's, that's every show now. One Indian friend. You, you can't just make the art and make the project uh, organically. Uh, uh, on TV, especially network television. It's got to be, uh, you have to fill a pro quo. And and a lot of good comes from that. You know, there should be more black people. There should be more Asian people. There should be show, more Mexican people on television shows. But to tell uh, Quentin Tarantino uh, uh, to sort of um, judge the film because of that, don't go see it. Don't go, fu- go to the museum and tell fucking uh, Picasso, there's not enough pink in his painting. Because that's what you're talking about when you're talking about Quentin Tarantino and Martin Scorsese. There's not a lot of black people in Scorsese movies. 
No one complains about that. Hip-hop and black community love Scorsese movies. They love them. Goodfellas, Casino, Taxi Driver, all of it. Love. You don't complain about it with him. The fuck out of here with that bullshit. I'll be going to see Once Upon a Time in Los Angeles, day one, screening one. I don't give a fuck who's in it. Now, the other day, uh, we talked about a mob hit in Staten Island, a big-time mobster uh, who who, uh, uh, goes by the name of, uh, what the fuck is his name? Something Cali. Frank, Francesco Frank Cali. He was whacked. Whacked, like, straight-up mobster style. Like, straight-up Goodfellas, straight-up Sopranos, straight-up... Uh, Quentin Tarantino, straight up, uh, you know, Godfather 1, Godfather 2, outside of his home in Staten Island. I told you Staten Island's a shithole. It's a, it's a fucking shithole. Um, they found the guy, the main suspect, who whacked Frank Kelly, had nothing apparently to do with any mob ties. This sick fuck uh, goes by the name of Anthony Camello. Uh, I'm probably not saying it. Yeah, I think I am saying his name right. Anthony Camello. Uh, he has been arrested um, and it had nothing to do with mob ties. Apparently, the guy who whacked Frank Kelly, Anthony Camello, the sick fuck, wanted to date his niece. Uh, they didn't want this sick fuck to date his niece. Uh, and uh, this guy is on some Romeo and Juliet shit and he whacked Frankie Kelly. Uh, pumping 10 bullets into Cali last week, uh, lured him out with a fake car crash and so forth and so on. But this had nothing to do with the mob, apparently. Apparently, uh, he wanted to uh, uh, be with the niece and they weren't having it. Uh, and so be it. So the story's gotten weird and wacky uh, because this fucking guy, Anthony Camello, the guy who shot uh, uh, the mob boss, he showed up in court the other day. He didn't speak. His lawyer was speaking for him. But he had all these little drawings. He had MAGA symbols on his hands. He had MAGA country, not MAGA country, MAGA something written on his hands. And he showed that to the you know the police photographers that were in there, the courthouse photographers. And now we have another guy who is trying to play the MAGA card. Um, and we talked about this the other day. It was so... So upsetting when we first talked about what happened in New Zealand, um, the terrible incident of the people being shot by a so-called white nationalist. And whether or not this guy was a white nationalist, uh, you know, he had this manifesto and he mentions Trump. And as much as I can't stand Dick Stain, Donald Trump, um, nobody is responsible for killing mob bosses shooting 49 innocent people in a mosque when they're there praying and conjuring in what most people would think is a safe haven. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't accept that as an excuse. And I feel like now, like this this fucking wackadoo, Anthony Kamalo, with it, he's drawing MAGA symbols and MAGA on his hands. This is becoming now an excuse this is becoming some sort of, uh, uh, um, 
you know, connection to something. I, I, I don't know because I'm not a sick fuck. And I'm not talking about a sick fuck like the sick fucks of the week. Um, but that guy that did that terrible uh, tragedy in New Zealand, this is not Trump. Okay, sorry. I, I know we want to place blame, and I, I and I'm very well aware of all the Trump stuff and the things that he says and the things that he, I don't care. The only person that is to blame is the person that can do that. That could that could think of some sort of terrible act like that and then follow through on it to kill people, innocent people with kids and women around during the middle of a day in a mosque. You're a sick fuck. And as much as Dick Stain Donald Trump is a fuck, I just can't. That's not a good enough excuse for me. Okay? We we can sit here and argue and debate. And I know some listeners uh, like Trump, and that's cool. And we can argue, disagree. It ain't that fucking serious. To me, it's like the Giants and the Patriots. We're all living... And, and everybody's struggles are relative. My struggles are not the next man's struggles. And the next man's struggles aren't the next man's struggles after that and so forth and so on. If we're breathing, okay, and our health is relatively good, we're good. Everybody wants more. I understand that. And I am blessed and fortunate. Everybody wants more out of life. Everybody wants more out of the American dream or the Australian dream or the New Zealand dream or wherever the listeners are. Okay, I get that. I want more. It's all relative. But but, you know, like pointing the blame and letting these people take over our lives. And I give I give a good amount of energy to fuck Trump, but he ain't taking over my life. And nobody should let any politicians or any of these people take over their lives. It's disheartening. It's discouraging. It's just demoralizing. But don't let these motherfuckers, no matter what side of it you're on, take over your life. Fuck all that. You got these people, Kellyanne Conway, cockeyed Kellyanne Conway. You know, use it. Oh, well, the, the shooter in the mosque only mentions Trump one time. I don't care if you mention him 475,000 times. I'm still not putting that on anybody except for the motherfucker who did it. This mob dude, this guy who shot the mob dude, he's in there talking. Fuck all that. Fuck all that. Fuck all that shit. That, that, that is only on a person that could carry out that kind of violent act. I don't care if it's a mob guy or not. You kill a guy in broad daylight, get the fuck out of here. Lock this piece of shit up. Oh, he's crazy. No shit. No shit he's crazy. How, how is this a, a still a, a defense? The insanity. of No shit the guy who shot the people in the movie theater is crazy. It, who was dressed up like the Joker. No shit the guy in Vegas is insane. No shit the Sandy Hook guy is insane. No shit this one fucking guy who killed one mob boss. You might say, oh, well, he, he deserved it. He had it coming. No shit. They're, they're all crazy. Pleading insanity. That's, a, that's fucking crazy to me. That, that, that's an actual plea you can make, and that should be taken seriously. Fucking bunch of crazy people. Cockeyed Kellyanne Conway uh, making excuses. You, you know, Cockeyan, the crazy thing about Cockeyed Kellyanne Conway, who I got to say, she's another, she's another motherfucker with a lot, a lot of endurance. Her husband, who I can't remember his name, he's one of the biggest Trump uh, shit talkers there is out there. I, I can't, how does that work? Cockeyed Kellyanne Conway is a Trump foot soldier 
It, it's aging cockeyed Kellyanne Conway. I mean, she looks like she's 75 years old. No disrespect to the beautiful 75-year-old women out there because my mom is, I believe, 71. She looks gorgeous. My mom is beautiful. Okay, my father's 86. He slowed down, but he's in good shape. Cockeyed Kellyanne Conway's probably 51, 52. She looks like she's fucking, like she has been baking in a fucking oven. She has aged. She looks terrible. She looks unhappy. The varicose veins are popping. Her varicose vein game is insane. But her husband, I don't understand how that works, how her and her husband are on complete, they should make a sitcom about that. Or, or some sort of dark comedy for HBO like Veep. Imagine uh, the conversations they have. And they're, they're like a, a finely tuned married couple. But her husband despises Dick Stain Donald Trump. And Kellyanne Conway is out there making excuses, copping pleas for Dick Stain Donald Trump. I mean, I, I don't understand how someone hasn't jumped on the opportunity to turn this into some, some great form of entertainment for all of us. I am Rappaport Podcast. What else uh, is going on? Uh, there was another thing. This happened. There was a woman in East Hamden, Connecticut. I believe that's what it is. East, I don't know Connecticut very well. Uh, I've been to Connecticut maybe probably 10 times in my entire life. Connecticut is... You know, the tri-state area, that's what, that's what they call it. I, I don't know C Connecticut. I don't know, uh, yeah, I don't know anybody who's from Connecticut. Uh, but there is this woman who was caught on video, and I, I think it was like a, a Safeway or a Target type of place. Um, she got into a verbal altercation. She's in um, East Haven, Connecticut, and apparently she works in the main office of the Hamden High School office in Connecticut. This pig's name is Corrine Tyrone. Um, and this video went super duper viral. She's in there with her two young kids. One of them looks about five. The other one looks about eight. Uh, I don't fact check. I can't tell the difference between how old kids are, whether they're one, two. I, you never fucking know with the things they eat and all the chemicals that are pumped in there. Uh, but this dog is caught in a little verbal altercation with a woman and a guy, and she go play play this clip, Miles, of this pig. A uh, hashtag. The name's Corrine, C O R R I N E. The last name is spelled T R R O N E. Corrine Tyrone. Play this clip if you haven't if you haven't heard this. This is shocking, shocking that a woman can speak this way, loud and proud, in a Safeway or a fucking A and P or as a Target. I don't know what it is. Screaming in front of her kids. Take a listen to this. Play the whole thing, Miles. It's disgusting. Do one of those permanently, motherfucker. Do Eric, it. Eric. Go ahead, I will. Do it. Sit down. You don't dare me. talk to me you in front of my me. kids like that, so motherfucker. Call the cops. Call the cops because you threatened me. Watch this. It's not even worth it. Watch this. It's right. Because I'm getting the best line because they're on, fucking niggers in these tanks. Oh, don't say that. Eric, Eric. I said it. Eric. Put your hands on me. Put your hands on me. Come on. Eric. Put your hands on me. Put them on me. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Eric. Come on. Eric. You motherfucker. Eric. You motherfucker. I'm a nigger, right? Eric. I'm a nigger. You motherfucker. That's right. You're a nigger in these tables. Please. Just walk away. Just walk away. Eric, go sit down. Okay. All right. Eric, go sit down. Fuck you, nigger. 
earring. Motherfucker! Motherfucker! You motherfucker! You hear this? This pig? This fucking rhinoceros? This sloppy, dirty animal talking? The Australians, uh, they refer to somebody like this as a shit cunt. Yeah, I, I just got hip to that, uh, that term this weekend. I don't know what the, the math on the slang shit cunt is. Uh, we're going to get to that later on in the show. But this, this woman, Corrine Tyrone, or Tarani, whatever the fuck her name is, is the epitome of a shit cunt. I was watching this, you know, and I was a couple of days late to really sort of wrap my head around it because I was, I don't know, I, you can only take so much, you can only take so much disappointment. And I know people think like this, and I know people talk like this, but when you see it in public, on camera, in broad daylight, with a crowd around, and this woman, you can't see the video, but you, this woman is there in front of her two little daughters. I'm just like, this This is a pig. They they should take pigs like this and all these people with their, their fears. This is all fear-based. You, you hate black people. It's so ingrained in you that, that something like this comes out of you. And I posted this online and some people were like, well, I'd like to see what prompted her. What prompted her? You mean like, what's the excuse? Like, what did the other person do? She didn't do that. He didn't do that. Um, if you're talking like that in 2019, they should, you can't go to jail, right? You, you, you can't put a person like this in jail. This pig already uh, got fired or, or stepped down from her place in, in the high school that she worked at. They need to send a pig like this. First of all, uh, you're not fit to be around children. I think child services were sent in for this shit cunt. Um, but like there needs to be some sort of racial camp. Send her away to the woods uh, like for, I say, a year. She lives in the woods with all the other shit cunts. And, and, and they learn, they get reprogrammed. And, and you get an attempt, a year-long attempt to reprogram these shit cunts. Because this dog here, she's never going to get a job again. Good. Good. Okay, and she could blame her parents. That's a shit cunt. Blame your shit cunt parents for raising you that way because this is not something you, you pick up. You're learned. Uh, you're taught the, this, kind of, this kind of behavior. There's no, there's no excuse for this. If, if that kind of thinking is in you and you have the goal and the balls to talk like that, you deserve to be publicly shamed by me, by all of social media. I hope this, this shit cunt never gets a job again. Her kids should be taken away from her. And she should go to some sort of racial camp in the woods. And I'm not talking about a nice place. I'm talking about where there's no electronics. You live off the land. You live off the ground. Okay? And you're reprogrammed. And if we can't reprogram you, we just leave you out there in the woods. Like some revenant things. Like, remember that? What's that movie with DiCaprio? Revenant? I think it's called Revenant. Where he was out there with the bears and shit. And he's fighting animals. Leave dog out there for that. Now, I learned this term shit cunt because a senator in Australia blamed all the Muslim refugees getting killed 
on all the Muslim refugees that are in Australia and New Zealand. Uh, this guy's a true shit cunt. And a kid, while he was giving a speech or a press conference the day after the mosque shooting, the kid who is now internationally known as Egg Boy, and he's a hero, this young kid, uh, he showed up to the press conference um, and he smashed uh, this piece of shit uh, a senator, who I won't even say his name. I don't, I'm not even going to learn his name. He smashed him over the head with an egg. Uh, hence, hence the name uh, Egg Boy. So this Egg Boy, who I fuck with, and, and if anybody's got any uh, any connection to Egg Boy, uh, he's over there in Australian, uh, Australia. He's this 17-year-old kid. His name is Will Conley. You, you let him know he has an open invite, okay, to the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast. Uh, because it took, it takes fucking balls. This senator, this cocksucker, uh, who, who's obviously uh, deranged, um, he, he hit Egg Boy after he uh, got egged in the back of his fucking bald head. And uh, Egg Boy, who's a little guy, he fought fucking back. So Egg Boy was, was bout it, bout it. You see, Egg Boy just wasn't there for, for the internet and all that shit. Um, Egg, uh, the congressman, whatever the fuck he is, the right-wing senator, Frazier is his name, Frazier Anning, um, smacked Egg Boy, and then Egg Boy fucking smacked him back, and then uh, Frazier tried to hit uh, Egg Boy again, and then uh, uh, the, the senator's goons, they intervened. But I feel like if this fight had went on, Will Conley, a.k.a. Egg Boy, and I say that with affection and respect, he would have fucked this guy up. Uh, and he was really about that life. And, uh, you know, since this happened, Egg Boy is, is now a phenomenon. He's probably banging everything left and right. Because, you know, the Australians, they like to fuck. That's a fact. They're, they're a very, this is a very sexual uh, society down there. The women, the men, they're very frisky with each other. I'm not saying they're like freaks, but it, it, it's, they're comfortable with their sexuality. Let's just say that. Now, I don't know that from any first First-hand experience. I've never been with any Australian. I was with one Australian woman. Um, not the best-looking uh, uh, lady. This is a long time ago. I don't want to digress. Nonetheless, Egg Boy is really about that life because there's been a GoFundMe set up uh, in Egg Boy's name. And as of this podcast, I believe it's $55,000. And he says he's not keeping this for any of his uh, legal troubles. He's donating the money. To kids, I fuck with Egg Boy hard. I fuck with Egg Boy uh, uh, real hard. I, I like his style. Now, another thing that happened uh, uh, post uh, this mosque shooting is there was a vigil in New York City less than 24 hours after it happened. And this woman who uh, fancies herself some sort of big, you know, everybody's a big time freedom fighter. Uh, Chelsea Clinton, who I have no affiliation or loyalty to, she showed up to this vigil. And this woman who, who's an online person and she talks a lot of shit online, she approached Chelsea Clinton, of course, with a, a camera uh, lined up filming the whole thing, although she said uh, she didn't film it, she didn't ask to be filmed. Bullshit. Bullshit. You did it for the gram. You film the whole thing for the gram. Your whole thing is to build your social media platform in hope, okay, 
that you can also be Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez like that. She approached Chelsea Clinton, and she blamed Chelsea Clinton, point blank, for the mosque shooting. Now, this animal who went after Chelsea Clinton, uh, less than 24 hours at a vigil, she's also, uh, see, all this Twitter and all your social, she has a whole Twitter history of calling people faggot, the F word. She called this one an F word and that one an F word and this one an F word. And all of a sudden, you got your conscience clean and you got a little little 12,000 followers and you're a young girl and now you've, you've figured it all out and you wanted to approach Chelsea Clinton and do it all for the gram. Now, I, I think if Chelsea Clinton, play, play the clip of this, Miles. Play, play the clip of the woman approaching the girl, the young girl approaching Chelsea Clinton. After all that you have done and all this on the podium that you have so See, I, I don't like it. See, now, if Chelsea Clinton had said, listen, bitch, why don't you sit the fuck down, bitch? I ain't got nothing to do with that. This is a vigil. Okay, you're being disrespectful, bitch. What would have this girl had said? See, Chelsea Clinton was all, I'm saying cut through all of the polite and the nice and all the manners and start talking greasy to these people. Like my man Egg Boy, who was ready to throw down. He was ready to, he egged him and then he was ready to shoot Joints, you're approaching Chelsea Clinton. You got somebody filming it, although you say you didn't do it to be filmed. Bullshit. The camera had a great view of the whole thing. If Chelsea Clinton had started talking out of pocket to you, what would you have said? You wouldn't have posted it. It wouldn't have made you look good. You know who should have posted it if Chelsea Clinton had started talking greasy? Chelsea Clinton, because then people would be like, oh, oh, I see Chelsea Clinton. She's really about that life, okay? And, and she would have garnered more respect. The people would be like, yo, Chelsea, fuck your pops. Fuck your moms. You need to run for president. But she wants to be all nice and polite. That was your moment. I think Chelsea Clinton was pregnant. If she had told that girl, get the fuck out of my face, bitch. Boom. Chelsea Clinton would be president. She'd beat Biden. She'd beat fucking crying Cory uh, Booker. She'd beat old-ass Bernie Sanders. She'd beat Kamala Harris. She'd beat all of them. If she had just said that, but boom. Get the fuck out of my face, bitch. Yo, and I'm running for president. Let's get this shit popping. Done. Done. But no one wants to do that. No one wants to really cut through it. And that's why I am afraid that the uh, dick-stained Donald Trump is going to win again. I, I am concerned. Fucking skateboarding, Beto O'Rourke, all he... Yo. You could say what you want about Dick Stain. He's nuts, but he's talking that shit. Politics, we're not used to it. It's not appropriate, but that is what he's doing, and that's why he has won, and unfortunately, I'm afraid he's going to talk that shit. No one's going to talk that shit back, and he's going to win 
again. Miles, Jordan, let me get the sick fuck of the week theme music. Let's go. This is an award that is earned, not given. Earned, not given. It's called the sick fuck of the week. Sick She's really fucking sick, man. She's fucking whack. Why? Make him stop. You smell like a sick fuck. You look like a sick fuck. That ain't supposed to be on a plane, you sick fuck you. What are you doing? Hey, man, leave that chicken alone. Leave the chicken alone. What are you doing to the chicken? That doesn't belong in a chicken. Yes. Yes. The sick fuck of the week is an award that is earned, not given. Earned. Oh, yes. But not given. It goes out to a certain kind of person who has a certain kind of, uh, as the French say, a je ne sais quoi. Um, the first sick fuck of the week goes to singer Sam Smith. Yeah, what did he do? Sam Smith, the fame, the success, the accolades, the, the Grammys, all of it. It's just not enough for you. It's just not enough for you. Sam Smith, the singer who my wife loves this guy. He's got a good voice. He's talented. He's got a good little falsetto, you know, a little blue-eyed soul. He's good. He's a good singer. Good songs. Um, he came out the other day as non-binary. Why, Sam Smith? You're not special. Isn't being a world-renowned singer special enough? Isn't being a multi-award winning singer special enough? No, you, you, you want to continue to separate yourself from the pack. You're just not getting enough attention, a la Juicy Jesse Somley. Sam Smith said, maybe I'm not a man. Maybe I'm not a woman. Maybe I'm just me. Nah, Duke, that's not the way it works. You're not rewriting the rules. You're a guy. You got a cock. You got balls. That makes you a man. What you call yourself is a whole other thing. But technically, that cock and those bulls will and always will make you a man. The reason why Sam Smith is on this week's sick fuck of the week list is because he just, just doesn't have enough attention. Okay, and when, you, when you're famous and successful and you don't have enough attention, you're obviously sick, a la Juicy Jesse Somle. Sorry, Sam Smith. You're not rewriting science. Those balls and that cock have and will always make you a man. Moving on. A New Jersey pedophile priest who I don't know why he uh, is, is out of jail. Why is a pedophile priest out of jail? I don't, I don't understand it. Uh, he was found shot to death. Uh, this guy, uh, John Caparelli, who's a former priest who uh, was a convicted pedophile, uh, he still did, he didn't figure it out, okay? He was accused of sexually abusing at least two dozen young men while in New Jersey during the 1970s and 80s. Why is he out of jail? And when you look at the picture of John Caparelli, he doesn't look like having an ear bit off or his nose bit off. Why did he make it through prison and, and able to come out walking. What's the sense of sending a pedophile priest to jail if they come out 
walking and looking normal. He should, be a, he should have been getting banged in the ass every day. He should have had his ear bitten off during rough sex. Well, he was found shot to death in his Nevada home the other day. He had a history of hiring male prostitutes. Shocker. People have no idea why he was killed. The, the death is suspicious and so on and so forth. That's what happens to a sick fuck. That's, that, that, he shouldn't have made it out of jail. You sexually abused at least two dozen young men and you make it out of prison? What's the sense of sending a guy like this to prison for? Uh, this was good news. Hopefully this guy will never make it out of prison and he will get fucked to death. I hate to be so graphic, but a Pennsylvania pediatrician, okay, you know what a pediatrician is? A pediatrician is a, is a doctor who works on children. This sick fuck, Dr. Johnny Jack Bardo, 71 years old, pleaded guilty to assaulting two family members and no contest to assaulting more than two dozen patients. This past December, he was sentenced to up to 158 years in prison. Bang him in the ass until he dies. What, what is the point of sending these guys to jail if they are not getting fucked to death? Moving on. Uh, this was sent to me by uh, the guy who we'll just call the sick fuck of the week whisperer. My guy, uh, Mike Schaefer. He's affectionately called the sick fuck of the week whisperer. I see them all, Mike. Sometimes I can't stomach them all, nor do I think uh, uh, the listeners worldwide of the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast, I don't think they could stomach them all. But please keep sending them. Please keep doing the damn thing. Keep being you, okay? In Scottsdale, Arizona, this is this guy, this guy right here is going to be in the top 10. I could feel it. A Scottsdale, Arizona man has been arrested and accused of stabbing a service animal, a golden retriever, a service animal, more than a hundred times. Obviously, the, the dog was found dead in a trash can. I don't know who can do this to an animal, especially a service animal. I'm not sure if I, if I talked to you guys about this documentary that I saw called Pick of the Litter. I saw this documentary, uh, I believe it's on Netflix or uh, I, I, Apple or whatever the fuck. Called Pick, listen, I, 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 I can tell you about it. I don't have to tell you exactly where it's playing. You, you got to do a little work. But it made me cry a few times. The documentary Pick of the Litter shows what it takes and the process that it takes for service dogs to actually wind up helping people who are in need of service dogs, the blind, uh, military, uh, people who have lost legs, lost limbs, lost sight, lost hearing. These dogs are trained. They're vetted and vetted and vetted. And the, the fucking movie, they're like real characters. They become like real characters uh, in this movie, Pick of the Litter. And, and it had me crying, like, <laughs> like that kind of crying. Not like, oh, this is cute. Like, had me fucked up in the game. I think I talked about it. If I didn't talk about it, watch this film. Pick up the litter. It'll have you like, it'll have you all fucked. And it'll just give you more insight. When you see people, handicapped people walking around with their dogs, that shit is real. They're, they're there to, to help them. Because unfortunately, they can't help themselves uh, uh, for one reason or another. This piece of shit, this sick fuck 
in Scottsdale, Arizona, is arrested. Lock him under the Put him with the child molester. Put him with the child molester. Put him in one of those prison programs that uh, has the prisoners who love dogs and, and they'll rehabilitate dogs that have been abusing. Put this guy with those guys. Let the guards go on a break and let them have at this sick fuck. In the boogie down Bronx, 51-year-old Gary Mallett, a career criminal, is wanted and on the loose for breaking into an 83-year-old woman's apartment. He tried to rape an 83-year-old woman just a few days ago in Castle Hill houses in the Bronx, in the Boogie Down Bronx. He's on the loose. Gary Mallett, 51, tried to rape an 83-year-old woman. He somehow got away. Guy's been in and out of prison his whole life. Send him back. Never let him out. Never let this piece of shit out. This guy, Gary Mallett, has more than 50 arrests. He served three state prison sentences going all the way back to 1992. Look him up. Keep your head on a swivel. And if you see him, throw a fucking brick at his fucking head. Tried to rape an 83-year-old woman. Lock him up. Lock all these people up. Lock them up together. They should never get out. Violent offenders, I don't care. Never let them out. A Massachusetts lawyer, I believe I was sent this by another guy who's got a, a, a real nose for sniffing out those sick fucks, uh, OG Paul Wall, uh, friend of the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast, Houston OG Paul Wall. Uh, a Massachusetts man killed himself, uh, uh, but before he killed himself, this, this sick dog, Luke Karpinski, he uh, uh, killed his wife, uh, killed his three children, and to top all that off, if that's not bad enough, he killed his dogs before killing himself. I, I don't make light of pieces of shit like this. Uh, there's nothing funny about somebody like this, uh, uh, but I'm just here to report there are there are sick fucks all over the place. Okay? There are sick fucks all over the place, and they deserve everything they get. I, I don't like when they, when they wind up taking their own lives. That means you're a bitch-ass sick fuck. Um, this was all over the news. This is not a sick fuck. That's it for the sick fucks. Done. A woman in a, in a zoo in Arizona the other day uh, got uh, bit and scratched up, got mauled because this dumb fuck was trying to take a selfie at the zoo. She was in the jaguar section of the zoo. She got too close. She wasn't happy enough with just zooming in on the picture. She wasn't happy enough just respecting the gate, like the gate isn't there to protect you. She thought the jaguar thought shit was sweet. The jaguar did not think shit was sweet. The big cat, okay, that's what they call jaguars. I got a hold of this woman. Fortunately, didn't kill this dumbass. Uh, the whole thing was shot on video. Another woman started screaming uh, and pulled the woman away. She had terrible gashes, terrible cuts. She's going to be okay. But now she's blaming the zoo. No, asshole. No. They had the gates. They have the fences. The Jaguar didn't bite anybody else, did it? So you, you, you're trying to get the Jaguar put down. You're the asshole. 
Now, I'm sorry you almost got your fucking arm ripped off. Okay, and I'm sorry that it happened out there in front of your family, but you should have just used the Zoom feature on your phone. See, everybody's getting hyped up trying to do cute shit for the gram, and then you want to blame somebody else. Blame yourself. Now, a lot of people would refer to this person as a sick fuck, okay? But you know my history with uh, shitting in public. Let's just cut through it. I know that that could be jarring to people that have never heard me discuss that, but I have ulcerative colitis. Look it up. Um, and if I got to go, I got to go. And I, this was submitted to me uh, as a sick fuck. I will not call this person a sick fuck till I find out. This person might have ulcerative colitis like me. They might have Crohn's disease, uh, which is the cousin of ulcerative colitis. There is a, a person that they are shaming as a mystery pooper that is, as, that is crapping, shitting, all along Broadway in New York City. Now, I, I don't condone this kind of behavior. Uh, this parent, apparently, this person is some sort of Broadway singer. Could be a guy, could be a girl. We don't discriminate. I don't know. Uh, uh, but there have been a, a handful of incidents uh, during the audition processes for different plays that are going on in Broadway. And instead of using the bathroom, like, I, you know, I got to say, this, this person might be a sick fuck because it's inside. Uh, this person is, is crapping in the audition studios. Now, I've never done that. I, I, have, I have crapped in public. We, we, look me up. It's the 550th episode. I must have discussed uh, taking shits in public at least 50 times uh, for different reasons on this show. I got to say, this is a sick fuck. I'm sorry. Um, she's crapping, he or she, he or she's crapping in like studios, uh, in the hallway. I had my information wrong. Okay, this person is on the loose. This is actually a sick fuck. We, we need to be on the lookout. For any of you young actors, actresses, singers, and dancers on Broadway, keep your head on a swivel and watch where you're stepping. Because uh, apparently one person stepped and then slipped in this mystery pooper's shit. Sorry. All right, I'm done. Listen, this Thursday... March 21st, the day after I turn 49 years old, I will be at the Ontario Improv. It's sold out. It's fucking sold out. If you're a listener of the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, you want to talk shit to me while I'm on stage, do it. Do it. Shout me out. Uh, I'm also performing in Irvine, Irvine, California, at the Irvine Improv on March 28th at the Irvine Improv. Tickets are available at improv.com. And then May 19th in San Diego at the American Comedy Club. I'm performing in San Diego May 19th at the American Comedy Club. It's going to be on. It's going to be popping. I can't wait to see the people on Ontario. I can't wait to see the people in Irvine March 28th. What more can I say? What more can I say? Gave it to you rough, rugged, and raw. The 550th episode of the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. And we just rocked for 55 minutes straight. My name is Michael Rapport, a.k.a. Mr. New York, a.k.a. Mr. 212. This is the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. I appreciate you guys rocking for 550 episodes. We are going to be doing at least 550 more 
My name is Michael Rapport. Miles, join, take us out of here with something real nice, something real proper, but most importantly, oh yeah, you got it, something real funky. I'm done. <laughs>